0: Hey guys, this episode of the Command Edit Podcast is brought to you by ScreenLight. Getting your videos reviewed and approved by the client have never been simpler, thanks to ScreenLight. Securely share any cut of your video to whoever you want and receive frame-accurate feedback. Save time, communicate better, and ultimately, get paid faster. Head on over to ScreenLight.tv slash CommandEdit and get your free 1GIG account today.
1: Rock and roll. All right, you lead us off. How are you doing this week, Josh? Things are... Calm? calm The calm before the storm. It's the calm after
0: the storm. That doesn't exist.
1: So, uh, my grandma used to live down in North Carolina on the coast, uh, one of the one of the small beaches down there and they this is in the 90s and hurricane was coming through. It's pretty big ones. Category three, I think. I know you guys don't get much of those up there where you are. Um, Not really. But, you know, all this family up here in, in Virginia and the outlying areas, we we're pretty worried about her. And uh, so we, we, you know, day before we say, Grandma, you know, call us, you know, when you're out of it. And we're sitting there we're watching the Weather Channel, you know, uh, storms going right over where she is. In North Carolina, and she calls us and she says, Everything's wonderful. Everything's, you know, actually it, it's beautiful here. You know, it's kind of kinda rocky for a little bit, but uh, you know, it's clear weather, you know, things couldn't be better. And we're saying, Grandma, the hurricane, it looks like it's you know, right over top of you. Hmm. And then about 20 minutes later, the eye of the hurricane <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the eye of the hurricane da, 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 da. It's Right. So,
1: da, da. in the eye of the hurricane it, it's 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 nice you know there's no storm or anything going on
0: yeah yeah
1: so then uh then she get her she gets uh you know the house gets slammed by the hurricane uh the, the
0: <laughs> second half of it but uh every, everybody was okay it's like that simpsons episode homer steps outside like, Lisa, Dad, no, it's just the eye of the hurricane. Oh, come on, Lisa. See how eerily calm it is? There's, like, a house flying by in the background. <laughs> well, good to hear that she's okay, though. Yeah, yeah, yes. we, never, we, yes, never, that was- we never get. When we get any sort of storm we get up here in Canada, it's just, it's not life-threatening, really. It's just cold as all hell. Mm. So... Yeah, we don't. We hardly ever get. We get tornado warnings all the time, but it just seems like, yeah, right. We're not getting a tornado. No way. Yeah. I, I've seen. I've seen a tornado, uh, in person. In person.
1: Yeah. It, they, it was a. Ba- it was were a were baby they, one.
0: Were they polite? Did they introduce themselves and take you out for dinner?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, all of us uh, Virginians, we never seen a tornado before, so we're just like standing there, you know, outside, just watching this thing go down the highway, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it, is it like that the the Man of Steel scene where it just it, it shows up and uh, takes uh, takes the life of Superman's dad and then takes off again?
1: Uh, spoiler
0: Does, alert for those of us like me
1: who have not seen that. How have you not seen Man of Steel? Oh, uh, you know what I saw. You know what I saw. I finally saw. No, no, Guardians. no! Don't
0: don't change the subject. I'm changing the
1: subject. I finally <laughs> oh. saw Guardians of the Galaxy uh, this week. Oh, and what do you think? I absolutely loved it. That's that's a great movie. It's
0: a solid I, movie, isn't it? I yeah. know people had these conversations, what, two years ago? Um. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. And because, uh, well, A, because I, co- I, I, I host the other podcast, Limited Release, where I like to talk about web series, but I go back and forth between, well, I don't want to talk about this show, but I don't want to spoil it. Plus, I wouldn't mind... On, uh, on command edit, I do want to talk more about either do blogs or episodes devoted to, uh, like, the editing of movie trailers. And mm. because we did have a listener who suggested that idea, and I said, actually, we've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about that. But um, then it becomes, I don't want to, uh, or it, when talking even about blockbuster movies, like, just what happened right now, I don't want to talk about anything that has just come out because spoilers – and then even then, like with you and Man of Steel, apparently it, uh, you know, years may have passed and people may still not have seen it. I don't, I don't like brooding movies for anybody. So thank you. I'm not going to sleep tonight now, but, <laughs> I, that uh, if, was nowhere on my
1: list, uh, of, of movies to see anytime soon. Don't it, worry about it, man. If it's
0: any consolation, it wasn't exactly a high point of the movie. So, okay. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, I hate, hate, hate. I'm the I'm the kind of guy like the movie's been out for twenty years, somebody spoils it for me, I get upset. And they're yep. like, It's for it's been twenty years. Like you should have seen it already. But like but but I haven't. All right. So. Mad Max Fury Road. Nobody ruined that for me. Please. Nobody, yeah. I'm still please. I'm very, very behind on my movie watching. We really should we really do need to get more on top of that. You have not seen Mad Max either? No. Let's uh l- let's do a Mad Max episode. Totally should. Let's do it. All right. Let's Homeward. make it happen. Okay. The, ed- the editing of Mad Max here. This all is right. this is how listeners we we program for the next week. Uh, by the way, all this preamble has been brought to you by uh, our listeners on Reddit who uh, uh, who complain about uh, us not getting to the point right away. So this is for you. <laughs> But screw it, we have lives and we would like to share a little bit before uh, getting into it. We, you, know, you gotta warm up the oven first. you gotta you gotta you know, massage us a little bit before we get right to the meat of the episode. So patience, patience. You're likely listening to us in traffic so you're not going anywhere. Uh, first um, a- <laughs>
1: hopefully you are going somewhere and the traffic isn't too bad because if you're like me and you sit in that DC traffic every day, Pulling your hair out. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully hopefully uh, we can just make that drive a little bit better for you.
0: Yes. Hopefully our voices will soothe you a little bit. Calm your uh, your road rage. Anyways, let's, uh, let's also talk about, hey, this podcast isn't all about you and me, Josh. It's also about uh, you other people who are listening to us on the other end that make this podcast possible by listening to it and hopefully reviewing it on iTunes. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So we uh, we do love hearing from you uh, each and every week. People over Twitter, over our Facebook page, and uh, and through emails. So hey, through the power of the social media,s we are connected. So we just want to give a couple of shout outs to people who have touched us in the past uh, in the past week, or in one case, uh, in the past month. <laughs> um, we had uh, one comment from a listener uh, from Alex Pilkington. Uh, who said, "Dear Command, edit, take your podcast very cool." Please invest in some better audio, better audio recording technology. The constant high frequency whine in your recordings is kind of the worst. Thanks. So okay, uh, a uh, a you know some praise masked by uh, a uh, a tech critique. So through some questioning, I asked back and forth uh, because I, that that to me was like, "What? No, our, our podcast has to sound." As high quality as possible. So I found out what he was talking about, and it turned out uh, it uh, had nothing. Well, there's it's nothing on our end, so it's not our fault. Alex <laughs> um, found out that uh, he was uh, listening to us through Stitcher. I have mixed feelings about Stitcher because it's a good podcasting app, I guess that people use. And it, I put the, I put our, I put our episodes on there because people do use it, but it adds this extra compression to the episodes, so the audio quality is never good i don't think like i would not use stitcher to listen to podcasts i've listened to our episodes just to check and i think they sound like crap but people use it to listen to uh, people who aren't using itunes use it so hey it's up there to be available but as for any audio quality issues uh sorry i haven't uh i haven't figured out any special way to prepare episodes for stitcher and I'm not sure if I am going to spend the time on that. But if anybody out there has any tips on how to kind of fix that issue, I haven't listened to it. I asked other listeners. Nobody seems to know uh, what this high-pitched whine is. So I can only assume that it's your voice, Josh, that he's talking about the, the high-pitched It must voice. be. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it must be. Yep, yep. Uh, who else? We have... Uh, okay, we missed an email. Sorry. If it This email that came from...
1: <laughs> this is so back it, in August. It
0: came from Squarespace. So we didn't we didn't look at
1: it because it said it's from Squarespace, but it was a a through uh, through oh, how don't, you yeah. message us I don't get through tripped. Squarespace.
0: I don't get I don't get tripped up by that. I because that's my I have like five websites through through Squarespace. So the form, the contact form, always sends them through it sounds like it looks like it's coming from Squares Squarespace. So it never really trips me up. But uh I guess I never really checked the email as often, I check it always on my phone, but for some reason, my phone has never alerted me that new ones have come in. So I'm going to stop doing that then. So sorry that we missed this Josh Hamster. Hamster. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, my name is Josh. Hey, it's you. I'm a video editor in Santa Monica, California, just discovered your podcast today off the editor's subreddit in the latest episode, Effective Ways to Use Your Downtime, which by the way, you guys should totally go over and listen if you haven't listened to that yet because it's a one. was exactly what I needed. I'm a recent grad from Cincinnati, Ohio, packed my car up to move out here at the end of May, started, uh, started working this internship in June, uh, and basically uh, just ended that yesterday after I told them I can't do free work anymore. Hey, Josh, good for you. So, High five. Yeah. So now I'm at the point where I'm out there applying to all the cool jobs online, contacting alums, friends to hang out, and eventually get work from. Uh, I've been wondering what I could do in my free time to improve my value and really like what you guys have suggested, like trying improv classes, especially since I'm a pretty quiet guy, to the point where my company said after hearing my Scratch VO that I'm a mumbler. Now the game is now the game out here is primarily avid for freelancers, both union and non-union. So I'm going to utilize my free time to edit my website, my reel, and learn avid. Thanks again. I'm going to keep loving the podcast and loving what you guys do. Stay gold, Josh. Josh, thank you so much for the kind words. Sorry the the delay in getting back to you. It sounds like you doppelganger. <laughs> an avid <laughs> yeah, a ad- little bit yeah, an avid editor from the coast. Man, this is that's weird. So, hey, uh, you guys out there
1: on uh, the coast where where uh, other Josh is, if you guys uh, can help him out,
0: uh, give him a shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why we love talking about topics that are not actually directly related to editing, but sort of it. So great to hear that, that uh, our listeners are getting uh, some good info from us. Hey, we're doing a good job. Yeah, let's keep it up. All right. <laughs> Uh, and good to hear that uh, he's hey he's living the dream. He interned, he ditched that, and how he's out, uh, you know, trying to score his uh, his his big break. So go, Josh. Let us know what uh, what progress you have out there. Yeah.
1: So uh, we do we do have a topic for today. Um, we to talk about.
0: Would you Would you like to <laughs> tell our listeners what we're talking about? We are talking about how uh, what that itch on the back of your back could mean and how to cure it with coconut oil.
1: Yes, this is uh, now what the uh, Paleo Vita Vitamix Twenty One Day Challenge podcast.
0: Yes, yes, and yeah? how how to improve your squat. Yes. <laughs> uh no sorry that was the suggested topic but uh, we couldn't find much much information on that one so this one is uh about uh tips for uh, or nle tips for large projects so that would be your big ass corporate projects your series or your feature films whatever your poison may be so We're going to be talking about uh, uh, touching on organization, uh, how do you deliver, how do you back up your project, how do you uh, uh, communicate with the client, a whole slew of tips. So let's get started, which by the way, uh, and slight plug, slight update, I'm going to be drawing a lot from what uh, has been going on for me recently, Closing, getting to the closing of the Kirby Road feature film edit that I'm currently on right now, so far. The the director is totally happy with what we're the progress that we've been making. We've been fine tuning. I delivered the the first assembly. We've been fine tuning it, uh, getting it down to a rough cut by the end of this week. And funny thing, we're uh, I'm delivering the rough, and then they're gonna start scoring before I lock it. So All right. it's a little unconventional. So we're tr- we've worked out a way in theory. To keep it to to keep things organized where the score we worked on the on the on the whole film while the whole film is changing. So, hmm. yeah, this will be interesting.
1: And I'm going to be drawing from a massive project that I'm also uh, just wrapping up. Uh, essentially, it was one hundred and ninety seven as of this week. 197 different videos, and they range from 30 seconds to uh, six minutes each. Um, 197? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. uh, That's pretty much what I shot all of August uh, that I've been kind of compressed down to editing the past couple weeks. Uh, So I'm just finishing up that, and so uh, organization and and many things we're going to talk about today. Um, are going to come directly from uh, me working on that last project
0: cool so let's get right on into it and again we may be kind of repeating some past things that we mentioned in other episodes but uh, screw it reiterate reiteration is key and how are you going to remember yep so, so let's get started to how the project first gets going the first couple steps that uh that happened first of all Uh, I know for me, it's very common for me to get started on editing something before production has wrapped. Is that at all a common thing for you?
1: Um, Yes. Um, I don't like to get too far into my cut while we're while I'm still shooting because I do the majority of the shooting for uh, for the pieces that I edit. Um, But at least getting stuff into Media Composer and starting to get stuff onto the timeline, that's that's doable. Um, delivering anything while we're still shooting, um, I'm a pretty hard no on that.
0: Are you ever asked to deliver anything? Like, is the client ever expecting that? Is that an expectation as your. Uh,
1: I mean, not for delivering, but um, I mean, so essentially uh, for this last project. Um, it was kind of broken up into two parts of filming. Um, it was essentially teachers and students um, that went along with what was being taught. So essentially for the the student version, um, they the the client wanted the students to be able to see what the teachers all shot the two weeks before. So essentially, I shot for two weeks, and then the next two weeks, I was shooting the students. And in between, I had to get it ready for the students to be able to watch everything that the teachers did. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So it was not delivery, but it was it was the I'll I'll call it the best takes of everything what was put together and labeled and organized. Um, But that that's the most uh, most I had to get into while I was shooting.
0: Hmm. All right. Whereas, uh, as I have been, uh, as I got started, uh, my whole thing is I do prefer to get started in production, so that uh, I actually got started a couple weeks before I even met uh, the, the the director or the producers face to face. Funny note, by the way, you ever seen Donnie Darko? Oh yeah, love the movie. Okay, absolutely you, love it. You know. <laughs> good I was I was actually when I threw that out there I was like oh he probably hasn't seen it um you know Donnie's friends that uh, that he hangs out with and you know they smoke at the bus stop oh yeah mm-hmm. one of his friends was played by a man by the name of uh, Stu Stone and that is my director that's awesome <laughs> so that was kind of his claim to fame he's a, a fascinating guy we, so he's been sitting in on the, the on the last we've had three different uh days of him sitting in for about eight or nine hours and we go through the edit of his film and then uh, we when we have lunch we just chat and shoot the shit and uh yeah that came up in conversation and he's had like a a bit of a rap career and he, he yeah. anyway he's yeah he's got tons and tons of stories so really interesting guy uh Rayma death Hey, what? Grandma death. Grandma death. Yeah, grandma death. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when I heard, yeah, when I heard that, I, I was like, do I get my copy of Donnie Darko and ask him to sign it? Like, I don't, I don't know. So, anyways, he's he's a totally fun guy. So, uh, anyways, but as we get started with, uh, as they're doing, uh, as they're filming, they're giving me footage, and so uh, it's always important to for me to directly, and that's a big thing, I need to directly contact DIT uh, and whoever is recording uh, location sound. And I always insist, like, put me in touch with them, no middlemen, so that I can call them directly and we can talk and we can uh, organize what they're doing, what they're going to be giving to me, and I can make any requests that I need to. As for the you know, how they're going to be, how sound location is going to be naming their files, uh, how DIT is going to be organizing itself, uh, for the most part, I leave the rest up to like hey, DIT, you back up, uh, you do whatever you need to do to properly transfer and backup footage, um, because hey, that's what you get paid to do. Uh, but some of the productions that I work on usually have someone who is not used to doing DIT, so they end up asking me. Okay, how do I do this? So Mm -hmm. it's you know my my job sometimes involves a little bit of setting DIT up. That's what I would uh, I would be asking you that question. Asking me what? How do I do this? Oh, well, it's and even I, um, like I am not a full. For me, when I say DIT, when I perform DIT on a production, for me that is solely just. creating an efficient system to quickly and uh and with with security i guess to back up redundancy i guess to back up uh, footage uh okay. while filming so that it's done fast it's done securely and uh i can quickly give cards fresh cards back to the camera team uh so that we never have to wait that's an embarrassing moment when all right, we finished. We uh, finished this card. We need a new one. Can't. It's transferring. Okay. What? Everything comes to a standstill. So mm-hmm. never allowing that to happen. So that is my. Uh, th- that's pretty much the extent of what I do for DIT, which DIT goes way beyond that on other you know, larger, big production sets uh, to stuff I, I don't even know about, where mm-hmm. they, they'll they'll like. Uh, check the scopes on footage. They'll, if the cinematographer, if the DIT or to, if the DOP makes requests, like, hey, I want you to check the shot, do a quick grade, pass on it, uh, check it for this, that, the other thing. Like, I, I don't even know. I would love to have a conversation with a full time DIT or so I could ask them, like, great, tell us all about your job. So if you are a full time DIT out there, if you know all there is to it, or at least more than us, we would love for you to reach out to us, and we would love to have you on here so we could talk, talk about it. The, yes. The, the mystery of the DIT, the myst- so, mystique, that is.
1: <laughs> so I, I will say, uh, as, as I go about filming, shooting uh, a large project, every single night uh, after I shoot, go home with my hard drive, my SD cards, plug them in, and get all the footage off of them, um, get them on my hard drive, every night, and if I can, if there's still a couple ounces of energy left in me, um, transfer, transfer all my my shooting notes uh, onto those clips and label those clips uh, if I can, because if you don't do it within a day or two, you're gonna forget. And As much as it pains me to have a mind still in my 20s and I think that I can remember every single thing there is about every project. I'm getting to the point
0: where I can't. And I need to start writing it down. I never could from the get go. My memory's always been mush. So you you actually like uh, you take script notes as well when you're on set. Like, do you two like you mark circle takes and you leave notes for or uh, do do people leave notes for you like the direct the director or the client preferred this take? This take was bad. Uh, It's
1: usually um, usually just on set. It's me. And my uh, my assistant editor, who's my assistant videographer, uh, production assistant, um, and she takes fantastic notes, um, either by hand or in an Excel uh, spreadsheet um, where we have everything listed out that we're shooting and the different takes, good, bad. You know, don't use this part. Blah blah blah. Um, client and How much? Said, how much does that stuff help you out? It it helps me a tremendous amount. Um, I mean, because, I mean, there are times where I don't have her and I have to go do it. Um, And then um, at those points, then I just have to remember everything. Um, And that's when I have to absolutely have to uh, write those uh, notes down that night.
0: And I full heartedly agree with you. And actually, that was something that's happened on the production. We the script super uh, changed two times. So we had three different script supers. At at uh, at different points, uh, the f- I don't even know exactly like because I'm I am separated from production. I didn't hear the why or the how or anything. I just heard I got an email one day saying this person is no longer a script super. Uh, we've got someone temporarily for a couple days, and then we'll bring in someone else. And it was just a I like I don't think like nobody was fired or anything like that. It was just a you know. We had this person for so many number of days, something happened, maybe it was a family emergency, I have no idea. But circumstances happened where we needed to cycle out some people for Script Super. So for a couple of days, I got no notes to weird, cryptic, uh, handwritten notes, which basically I didn't even look at, uh, because it would have taken more time to decipher that than to just say, never mind, I'm just going to go through it on my own. But for the bigger scenes, uh, for the rest of the movie that had notes, oh my God, so much, so much help. And I would love to personally hug every script super I ever encounter in my lifetime who does their job well because that saves so much. And I may not, um, I may not for like the smaller scenes, if it's just like a a smaller, like one minute dialogue scene between two people, okay, maybe I don't need to ingest all those notes. Into the NLE directly into Premiere, but um, I for the larger scenes where you say if it's a big action scene or if it's a big horror scare scene that the number of setups goes into the you know you're going into double double alpha then uh, you know you're going to many 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 takes okay then it definitely makes sense to mark the circle takes and put in notes like. You know, the director really liked this moment here. Maybe he didn't like the whole take, but he really liked this line, you know, uh, and that can really speed things up. So I salute all script supers out there. And editors, it really does, uh, it's tedious. But if you take the time to take those notes and dump them into your uh, into your NLE and actually add that uh, data, I'm sure there's a, there's a more efficient way. And I, on my next project, I'm probably going to look at how can I take these notes and just have them imported directly into into Premiere? I would love to do that. Um, actually, if you shoot with the black magic, apparently you can do that, which I do shoot with the black magic very often for corporate projects you can actually add that like that metadata to the clips itself, but it's not conduc- it, it doesn't lend itself well to uh, you know
1: how fast I type <laughs> <sighs>
0: But to, are you talking about like? Uh, yes, you type. It,
1: it is tedious. It is tedious, but I mean, it is it's
0: tedious because knock and, it and, out. We sh- and we and we shoot we shoot with the. Beam. I'm talking about like right on set though. When do you have time um, between cut and next take to go? Okay, hold on a second. What were your notes on that? Like that was circle take, and you're 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 not typing them into a keyboard. It's a touch screen on the back of the camera. So, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever we shoot with the with the Blackmagic, the uh you can set it up so you can set up the the. Uh, take and uh, uh, the take number, the camera angle uh, or setup—you know—you can add that stuff. The slate information that helps big time. So we do add that, and you can the take will uh, will increment uh, with each uh, with each time you press record. So that is helpful. So you just have to remember when to change over the scene number or something like that. Do you know how often we forget to do that? So, like, we constantly forget to do that when we're shooting corporate projects. We're not going to be able to take the time to add script super notes to each clip, right? But that would be nice, but no dice. Yeah.
1: So, um, editing. When it comes to editing a large project, um, have you have you ever read a a post I wrote about uh
0: swoopers and bashers? Swoopers and bash. That sounds racist. No,
1: it is. Uh, it is uh, Kurt Kurt Vonnegut, uh, the author. Um, he he talks about writing um, and there's two different ways to write. You can swoop or you can bash. Uh, when you swoop, <laughs> you just go. Uh, you do uh, a, a bad version of something and then you, you take that version and you, you make it a little bit better and then you make it a little bit better. They make, make it a little bit better. OK, so that's, so, that's swooping. That's swooping uh, or you can bash. You start at word one and you fight and you agonize and you, you scratch and claw until you get word the second word and the third word and the fourth sentence and the fifth sentence and you go linearly, you know, across page one to the end of the book. So that is swooping versus bashing. I it's the for me, at least it's the same exact way for editing. You can either swoop or you can bash. Um, hmm. we'll put this, uh, in the show notes. I actually really like this post that I wrote. Um, <laughs> so, um, for me, um, on a large project, um, I don't really want to bash because it's going to take so much time for me to get from the start to the end. Um, to are, you, get are, it,
0: are you talking about like, just so I understand. Yeah. yeah, a, yeah, so, yeah. So, so do you mean, uh, for like swooping would be, uh, like doing just like remembering that it's just a first pass that you're doing and then coming cuts, back to it. So yeah,
1: cuts only edit. Um, don't worry about matching the audio. No. Color. So, so I, swooping you know? would
0: involve re like rereading or reproofing right. or reediting. Yeah. Over
1: and over, adding a little bit more each time.
0: And bashing would be perfect. Bashing would be perfecting it each, each step of the way.
1: Zero time code going to one second, going to two second, you know, shot by shot, coloring, you know, getting the audio right. Not necessarily that far in depth um, for each shot, if, but um, but you get the gist. Um, so for me, for a large project, uh, I mean, I just want to get it done once. Just get something done and out there and something that's at least 70% complete. Um that's the way I look at
0: it. There's an expression that I I used to tell up a a workmate of mine recently on a job, and I can't remember why we I brought it up, but uh, I heard it once before and it stuck. I think it was from some submarine navy movie or something like that. But uh, don't don't uh, waste your time polishing the cannonball. And it it's to the way that I that I take that is. Uh, You'll find yourself getting stuck in in what is it called perfection? Uh, you know, uh, like a perfectionist coma, basically, where you're you're absolutely stuck. You can't move forward because something just isn't working. And we mentioned this before. You have to power through that. Get beyond that. So uh, the don't polish the cannonball thing is don't spend your time. You know, uh, pol- you know, Uh, polishing up the parts that aren't going to make a huge difference you know it doesn't matter if you polish the cannonball before you fire it or not it's still going to get fired it's still going to make the same kind of effect and you can always come back to it later so the idea when i'm trying to deliver scenes every day if i get hung up on if a certain gag doesn't work like a a certain kill scene doesn't work because it's going to require a lot of attention a lot of really finessing to make that edit work so the first draft of it looks cheesy Leave it at cheese. Just put it out um, with a little caveat. Make sure you know don't don't make don't put out utter utter crap. But don't get hung up on the little things. Uh, just uh, I send those drafts those scene drafts off to the director and producer just to let them know that hey this is an idea of what it kind of looks like. It's not perfect. We will perfect it later. But just to show you what you got. And yeah, and, and rarely do. Uh, as we've been sitting in, uh, Stu has been, we, we spent the first day, the first two days actually, just looking at death scenes. That's it. So just perfecting those scenes because they're big. You know, the big death scene, the, the first big death scene of the movie kicks off the horror of it. Like it sets the violent, grisly tone of that act of the movie. So it's got to hit every beat, every mark. So we spent a lot of time on those. And by the end of it, he actually apologized because he said, like, oh, uh, he said some of these gags, uh, you know, I'm, so, I'm sorry that they're taking uh, a little bit more time to finesse. And he's being very, he's being very selective. He's being very precise. And he's being very, uh, he, he's going over these scenes with a fine tooth comb. So he's taking a lot of time with these. And I told him, dude, that's like. There's absolutely nothing to apologize for because if these things stitch together so easily and like the puzzle pieces of the scene just clicked, I wouldn't have this job. That would mean that like anybody could do it. You know, and it's your job as an editor to make it work. And it's very rarely just going to cut together like butter. So uh, a lot of these scenes they're gonna be very difficult but that's up to you this is that's where your talent comes in you have to make it work so and that takes time
1: right yeah so uh, I mean for me I mean I want that that first cut even if it's only 70% done I want it done I I want I, I want to know that I can reach the end um, and then I can go through and work on those I don't really have kill scenes in my educational videos um, and medical videos. You need you need (laughs) more kill scenes. I need more (laughs) kill scenes. Uh, But but yes, those difficult parts uh, for me uh, when I edit, I can go back and then spend some more time on those. Once I know I can get to a completed uh, a completed video.
0: Right on, man. Yeah. So let's move on to. uh... Sorry, had to. Had to kind of hold back some something there, uh, so uh, let's move on to uh, what is it that you got here? Uh, delivery, uh, well, yeah, let's talk about delivery for a second. I've already touched on delivery just a little bit, but uh, um, we have been thank you, Josh, for getting me introduced to Screenlight because that has made this this is my uh, my second feature now using Screenlight and. Screenlight, in case you missed that uh, very handsome voice at the, the start of our episodes that talk about it, Screenlight is a video review service that uh, you can upload your videos to and send links to your clients so that they can watch and offer and uh, leave feedback on them. Uh, and it's been very handy for uh, the feature editing that uh, that I do because I'm able to set up a gallery once have a link associated with that gallery, send it to the director's producers, never have to send that to them again. Uh, I just send it and say, this is your your own private gallery link. You click on this whenever and you'll see uh, daily the progress that I've done as I upload scenes every single day. And I leave it at that. And uh, I upload one video per scene. And once we get into editing the master, um, that's when... I start to stop using it a little bit because that's when we get, you know, the master ends up being, you know, three or four gigs. So uh, once you get up into larger files like that, uh, I start to turn to other ways to, to deliver that. So it's usually Dropbox, which is uh, the way of uploading that is a little bit more reliable than uploading through a browser. So that is how I deliver for, uh, for my scenes. And uh, when I do pass along those links, I remind the directors and producers, this is, you know, this is not exactly the time for feedback. So don't nitpick on things that don't work because this is just an assembly cut. This isn't even a rough cut. This is just an assembly. So this is just to give you a taste of what it's going to look like later.
1: Yeah. Um, so you upload what you do every single day
0: when you when you're done with it. Every single day, and then uh, I send out one email to the directors, producers, and say the following scenes have been uploaded today. Go check them out. And uh, and I at the start of the each uh, feature, I start a Google Docs spreadsheet that lists off all the scenes, so I can show them at any given time. Uh, all the progress, like I I, uh, show them, uh, here's a long column of uh, all the scenes that, uh, all all the numbered scenes from the script. Uh, The orange ones are the ones that I've already, like I've started on. The green ones are the ones that have been uploaded. So that at any point in time, I I like, and I, I, again, that's a link that gets sent out and I don't remind them, I just say, here you go. At any time you can go check in. I always like being able to give them the freedom to check out progress whenever they want.
1: All right, so we're gonna get to uh, my upload and, and all that stuff in a moment, but uh, it's fun. I do something very similar with a Google Doc. Um, I, I, it's a Google Excel spreadsheet, whatever it's called, Google Sheets, um, and I have all of the videos. Let's say in this big project that I just did, all 197 videos, and they're broken up into. I think it's like nine different courses. Um, so I have all of them listed out, their titles, uh, each video has a associated number with it or a, 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 a file name, um, you know, name of the client, name of the course, you know, video one um, and the person in it, um, my little code. So I have that next to it and then I have the status of it and uh, it's color coded and, you know, it's either I'm editing it or I have not edited it. Edited
0: it. Yes. <laughs> edited it. Yes.
1: Or it's in review or, you know, second round of revisions. It's uploaded. It's ready. It's all in Google Drive. You know, it's sitting on screen light. Um, just like that. So uh, that that's that's pretty cool. We do something similar. You and I are a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so. <laughs> My for for my big projects, uh, I do it a little differently. Um, the hell if I'm uploading everything I do every single day, (laughs) so that's a little overboard for me, but uh, I I do get it in in a movie. Uh, it, it is different from what I do. Um, so for me, at least, I like to get everything done for the client at once, or at least the vast majority of things, uh, there might be those one or two, uh, videos that'll, that'll, you know, keep me a little longer. But, uh, if the majority is done, I'm going to, then I will export them and then put them up on my screen light for them. And then I put, give them, you know, their link to just their stuff on screen light.
0: Um, yeah. Um, Cool. Cool. So when uh, when it does come time for final delivery, like I mentioned how my delivery kind of has to evolve a little bit because I go from delivering individual scenes to the larger picture later. Uh, As you reach the end, how do you organize your final delivery?
1: Um, So for me, it's either. uh, Internal. So we, I, my company is the client and it's like, it's marketing material and that goes online. So I put it on like our Vimeo page where I upload it to our website, um, things so. like that. So that, that's all internal, my final delivery, mm-hmm. or, uh, if it's for a client, it's also internal because we then put it on a web platform for them that my company makes.
0: So you, so. you also handle part of the distribution then because you hand, you handle the upload itself. Yes. Okay. Because some of the corporate projects that I've been involved in as well, when it becomes time for delivery, that's when the waters can get a little murky. Because my corporate my my business and corporate clients usually end up being either entrepreneurs, uh, you know, small time business owners. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, small time as in like they 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 started their own company, they've been running for a couple of years, uh, or larger companies where. Uh, or larger organizations, rather, where I'm dealing with one department and uh, they are outsourcing video, but don't exactly know how right, they don't to, know to. They don't know what to what, do with what it. What do you do with it once you? So they have a habit of asking for. Like I've been doing projects where I deliver, you know, I deliver the edit, and sometimes they. Uh, I've been demanded to deliver a uh, a two K format for a corporate project in the last year. And when it came time to deliver, which I was happy to do, uh, I I cut it together, I online did just the same way I would do a feature, kind of sorta. Of. And when it came time for deliver, they asked for me to deliver on a wait for it DVD. <laughs> explain to me the problem here. So I had to explain I, to them. Yeah, like DVD? That's that's SD. What do you like? What? Why? You're like, well, that's how we've always done it. Well, you've always done it wrong. So, so yeah. uh, I, I I love um,
1: I always love it when I get an email from somebody um, and they're like, I want to email the video you made for me. I want to email it to somebody. Can I just email them the file? I'm just like, no, man, yeah. you can't email
0: the 120 meg file. Mm. Not even a small video file. <laughs> Uh, do you, so you handle upload directly, but have you ever had to deal with, uh, cause I've, I have to cater to a lot of people, uh, their delivery specs on how they would prefer to receive the file. Uh, this is more talking about corporate stuff as well, uh, as well now. Um, but, uh, more often than not, I get asked to, uh, like Dropbox is usually fine, but some people are very, very picky, very selective about how they, have their files delivered via mm-hmm. different file transferring uh, different file transferring services uh, or or any cloud sharing services or anything like that. So I belong to a bunch of them. So uh, it's it, yeah it, you yeah you kind of yeah. have to comply. But what it, my my question is, uh, I usually upload them, and I still to this day run into this problem where I'll, I upload it and I give them a link to download, and I say, okay, it's up. You have two weeks to download it. And then I will, re- I will remove it. And almost, it almost never fails. Maybe, you know, two out of three times uh, when uh, I, I've told them two weeks. And usually I forget about it. I just give them, I say two weeks. And uh, usually it's about a month later. I'm looking to clear out some of the space out of my Dropbox account. So I go, okay, that one's done, that one's done, that one's done. And then someone comes back to me and says, oh, hey, I can't get access to the video again. Where where to go? Where to it go? It's gone. I gave you two weeks to download it. And they still hadn't done They don't do that. So then it becomes a problem like, well, I have to, I've archived the project. I had to go get the hard drive, plug it in. I need to re-export. I need to re-upload. And what do you do? Do you charge for that time? So that's that's a massive headache have you ever had to deal with that before yes
1: that that don't worry that happens to
0: everybody
1: yes i I give that the the same two week two or three week timeline Uh, i do the two weeks because they generally can remember within that two weeks and when you give them three weeks or you give them longer than that they're like oh i have so i i have forever to do it. plenty of
0: time yeah yeah so two weeks i like that sweet spot yeah even then uh I, I've never found it in my heart to to charge people for if they have to, uh, if I have to re re-up, uh, upload something or re export it. But if it really inconveniences me, then yes, absolutely. But uh, yeah, when it comes time to deliver the feature, um, it, uh, most of the time for the feature delivery that I do, it ends up being that I, uh, I, I've locked edit, so I now prepare the deliverables for color, VFX, and sound. And that is, again, when I say I need to be in direct contact with them so that I can find out what they want delivered, how they want this delivered. Sound usually wants things delivered a certain way each time. Uh, You know, how do they want the, you know, do they want the tracks separated? Um, Oh, here's actually an extra little thing. So part of what I'm doing with the director is, uh, for the edit right now, is whenever we sit down, we are adding music to a lot of this, temp tracks to much of the movie, because they really need to, when they send this off to their bosses, they really want to impress them. And so, of course, adding lots of temp music, temp sound effects, um, and uh, I've had to remind them a couple of times when... We sit down before we even go through his changes that he's listed off. He says, okay, now let's start adding some music. And I asked him, like, well, did you have any changes for the edit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But let's add some music first. So you know what I'm going to say? Like, wrong. Do not use temp music as a crutch. So I always, I've dug my heels in and said, no, no, no. We put that last. Make sure the edit works. This is temp music. We put that in later, so that has become one one particular thing that we uh, each and every scene. It's like okay, now, now let's go grab some temp score. No, 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 edits first. Let's not don't don't mask over the scene with you know music here. So uh, so yeah, that ends up being the delivery for for that for uh, how I deliver. It never ends up being like a you, you know go out with a bang or like. You know, now you cross the finish line. Now you're done. It seems like projects just kind of sizzle out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's never, you know, cross
1: it off. It, it's done. It's it's okay. We think we're done. Are we done? We hold our breath. We we wait two weeks for them to download that final master, um, and then they come back three weeks later with a change.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's it's like Jason Voorhees. Are they? Is it, are they gone? Is it done yet? No, maybe I don't know. But yeah, so anyways, those be some tips that we uh, we've got for you guys for how we deliver or how we deliver, how we how we do uh uh perform how we all do, of these how we do larger large projects. projects. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a little tease for I guess are you gonna have time? Are we gonna have time? Do you want to do the the? I would love to do a Mad Max edit episode like just really looking at it because first of all it gives me the perfect excuse to finally watch it and i really think that there would be a lot to talk about so
1: all right i don't know about for next week but let's say <laughs> it, in the next two weeks we'll, we'll
0: we'll record one coming up coming up yeah absolutely. coming up soon Great. And uh, one thing I want to add to the end of this episode, uh, I want to just kind of open it up. We do really, really love to hear from our listeners. Uh, Your know, Praise is great if you want to leave a five-star review over on iTunes, which you totally should do right now. Uh, that is absolutely great. And we love hearing uh, the comments uh, about what you love slash hate through Twitter. Uh, at command edit or through email which we check every three months or so <laughs> at uh, commandeditpodcast edit at gmail.com uh or any uh through any of the social medias that we're on right now um carrier pigeon works absolutely fine that's all great but uh josh and i would, would also like to remind you that uh while we are co-hosts of this podcast where we are constantly striving to find ways to uh, to help you become better editors both at the desk and away from it Uh, we are also we don't we don't hold all the answers we go out and we research all these topics before we come on the air to make it sound like we really know what we're talking about uh, but uh, we we certainly don't have all the answers. So we would love to uh, uh, occasionally we would love to put some questions out on this podcast that uh, you guys can help us answer. So uh, we would love to hear from you uh, chiming in with your own responses, with your own tips, and uh, also your own edit stories. I want to hear what more about uh, what people uh, what people are working on and what they've learned, what they are currently learning on projects that they're working on so i'm going to put that out there into the universe if you've got an edit story uh of uh you know perhaps your first editing feature your first big gig uh if uh, our our friend on the uh on the uh, other coast can uh, let us know how it's been going finding work and things that he's been learning as he's been trying to progress and work as we have the chain, that would be great. Send those on over. Those would probably be better if you sent them through email. So commandeditpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read them live on the air to embarrass you properly. Uh, and that would be great. So take the time, let us know. Josh, any final words? That's it for me. Uh, hopefully, you all
1: made it to work okay, or you made it home okay, <laughs> or you made it back from your run okay,
0: yeah. or you're done with the dishes. Uh, which is what I have to go do if you're still stuck in traffic then just hit replay and listen to this again and again and again until you get there anyways thank you guys very much for plugging us into your ears this week we really do appreciate it be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes so you get all the episodes hot ready out of the oven as soon as they're available until next week I'm Nick and I'm Josh see you guys later see ya